Welcome to the Learning Exchange, where L&D and HR professionals can dig deep into the ever-changing landscape of online learning and talent development. Each episode, we'll explore innovations in learning and discuss best practices with special guests from inside and outside the learning world. L&D is evolving, and the Learning Exchange is here to help you keep pace. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Learning Exchange. On this episode... The role of coaching in learning. As usual, let's start this thing off with a question. What role does coaching have in your learning strategy today? Uh, I think for many of us, the answer might be not much, uh, maybe even nothing at all, because we get so focused on just building and delivering training interventions to support the, the needs of our employees in, in many instances, in a firefighting uh, sort of reactionary mindset. So to dig into this, I think first we should define coaching. Um, how familiar are you with it? So coaching is not learning in the truest sense of the, the term or training, uh, but it greatly supports and extends the efficacy of training. Coaching can be described as a process that aims to improve performance and focuses on the here and now rather than on the distant past or the distant future. So coaching is about this moment, um, kind of figuring out how to navigate this moment that I'm in right now, not preparing for tomorrow, preparing for the day ahead, but I have a problem now. Let's coach through the experience. There are many different models of coaching. And for uh, the conversation today, we're really honing in on the notion of leveraging a coach as a facilitator of learning. There is a huge difference between teaching somebody and helping them to learn. In coaching, the coach is helping the individual to improve their performance on their own, um, helping them to learn. There is a quote by an individual named John Whitmore. It says, coaching is unlocking a person's potential to maximize their own performance. It is helping them to learn rather than teaching them. So where does this fit into the picture? Um, So coaching and training or learning really do go hand in hand. But in order to, to figure out where they fit, let's revisit a model that you may or may not be familiar with. It is the competence cycle. Um, this model has been around for a long time. I have used it in numerous situations, but your learner population is in one of four stages in the competence cycle. The first stage is we have unconscious incompetence, which simply means you don't know what you don't know. So we might be in this stage starting from a baseline of zero or even uh, maybe like a negative um, balance because, again, we don't know what we don't know. Uh, the, the next stage in the cycle is known as conscious incompetence. And in this stage, you're aware that you're lacking something. So effectively, you now know what you don't know, right? Hopefully not too confusing. <laughs> the next stage in this model is called conscious competence. And here, you've learned to do something 
but you don't have full mastery, um, which means that you still have to give it thought before you can execute. Uh, so it's just not natural or fluid. It requires some effort to, uh, to kind of execute. And then the last stage in this cycle is known as unconscious competence. In this stage, you reach mastery, which means you know what you know, and you know it well enough to execute it without even thinking about it. So the role of a coach relative to the journey of learning is to identify what stage an individual is at to use the right sort of language to help them move to the next stage. It can be kind of difficult to improve a skill if you don't know that you lack the skill. So how does this all come together? How does training differ from coaching? In short, the idea of training is built on the notion that there is an expert in the subject area who is communicating or sharing the knowledge with the learners. This could be a subject matter expert. It could be a functional expert, maybe even a learning and development professional who just understands how to uncover the information, how to uncover what the needs are, what the objectives are, and getting some content that helps meet the needs. So I don't have to be an expert in everything. I just need to be an expert in this subject area relative to the objectives that we're trying to accomplish. Uh, hopefully that makes sense. So I don't need to know everything about building a car if my objective is to install the horn. I just need to be expert in installing the horn in order to teach or train that. By contrast, coaching itself is built around this idea that the individual learner already knows the answers. They already have the information in their head. We just have to help them navigate and sort of get out of their own way, unlock their potential, and recognize what they already know and how it can lend itself to the current challenge. So uh, grossly oversimplifying coaching and learning, but intending to open a conversation with this podcast. So with this overview, the questions that I leave you with are how much do you rely solely on training in your organization? And how much do you leverage coaching? Uh, if you're answering, I don't leverage coaching at all in context of training or the learning conversation, or maybe I only use it part of the time. Um, here's some area that we can really benefit from. Admittedly, the process of coaching is a discipline all to itself, and it does require development in order to master the art. So in order to effectively leverage coaching, we kind of need to surround people with support and helping them understand and learn what it means to be a coach and how to navigate that journey. Once we get that figured out, and, and there are no shortage of resources available on the internet for free, or, uh, there's paid engagements that you can enter into to help you really start to build a discipline of coaching in general across the organization. But the next thing to do is really consider all the different ways that you can build that competence of coaching within your organization, which ultimately allows your L&D team to harness the power of knowledge distribution, otherwise known as building training interventions and guiding the development process in a way that aligns with strategic business objectives 
and allowing your army of coaches to really surround and support your learners as they navigate situation-specific things. Um, So consider looking for ways to empower and engage additional support from people like managers, uh, maybe high performers, um, even inspiring leaders to come to the table with coaching support that can advance a level of learning that takes place through your organization. Sometimes giving them the information in a learning interaction is not enough. It's enough to pass the test. It might be enough to tackle kind of the immediate application on the job, but it takes me time to move from conscious incompetence to conscious competence, ultimately to unconscious competence. And in navigating that journey, Having the support through the lens of coaching can be highly effective and allow us to minimize the amount of retraining we might need to do and ultimately have a much longer lasting effect on performance and knowledge transfer.